Welcome to Strategic Insights, brought to you by PrideStaff. On each episode, we bring you interviews with leading management and employment experts from across the country. Your host for Strategic Insights is Brad Smith. And now, here's Brad. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for PrideStaff Strategic Insights. I'm your host, Brad Smith. And I'm very pleased to welcome Don Renson, strategic partner and owner of the Pride Staff Thousand Oaks and Oxnard offices in California. Don, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Don, I'm excited because you bring a very unique and diverse background to Pride Staff. You were in leading roles at international Fortune 500 organizations before becoming a office owner here at Pride Staff. So you had the opportunity to work on large-scale projects, uh, lead international teams. You bring a very interesting perspective to things. And now you're on the other side. Now you're the one that's helping organizations secure the talent and solve the workforce issues that they have so that they can be successful. So if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about what you love doing in your day-to-day now that you're on the other side of things. Thank you, Brad. Well, first of all, let's get it out of the way. My accent is from the Netherlands, so I moved here about 10 years ago. And one of the things why I moved to America is three things. I like mountains, I like blue sky, and I like optimism. So um, that was 10 years ago. Um, what, I, uh, what I'm seeing coming from a corporate background is I, I truly like the fact that I am my own, uh, I own my own business. And, and especially looking from the other side at companies, one of the first things I do tell my clients is that, you know, I've been in your seat. I know what it is. I know what it means to lead a team, to struggle to find good people and to try to figure out how to move forward and how to kind of stay competitive. Yeah. And I mean, talent is the, the leader in innovation. It's the leader in productivity. It's the driving force behind organizations. So it's vitally important. And Don, I love that you have that experience on both side of, sides of things. You've been very successful, obviously, at helping can, uh, clients secure their talent. And you've been on the other side. So you understand their challenges. You understand their struggles and have a, a great perspective on that. You are the owner and strategic partner of two offices in California, one in Thousand Oaks and one in Oxnard. Now, while they're both in California, like most of the country, there's diverse markets and those two markets are quite different. So maybe for our listeners, you can talk a little bit about those two markets. And since the pandemic has hit and and since uh, unemployment has skyrocketed, just talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing and and what your clients are struggling with right now. That's a lot of questions in one question, Brad. So so first of all, the two offices that we have, uh, they're like, just to paint a picture, they're like northwest of Los Angeles. Um, Our Thousand Oaks office is, is typical suburban area with some manufacturing, uh, manufacturing as well. So the typical mix in our office is about 50% office jobs, about 50% manufacturing, assembling, warehousing. Um, and the other office, which is in Oxnard, which is Ventura County, it's a much more agricultural uh, environment. And that office is, does, is doing primarily uh, manufacturing and warehousing. So the, the, the fun thing for me as an owner is that even though the adjacent, adjacent territories, they're very different in character. So your question was, what's the impact of COVID-19? So basically what happened in, um, when we got the message, the stay-at-home email, I think it was March 22nd or 21st, um, 
we were not considered to be an essential business initially. So my Thousand Oaks office, we probably lost about 45% of our, uh, of our clients because they had to close down as well. And uh, my office in Oxford, we lost about 90% of our clients because they were forced to close down. But of course, this was like in the beginning of COVID-19, the pandemic, and it was a lot of turmoil. Nobody knew exactly what would happen. Pretty quickly, we figured out that uh, we are essential because we have a lot of people in our payroll that need to work, need to get paid, need to get supported. And a lot of our clients, um, after a week of mayhem, a week or two of mayhem, figured out that they were actually also essential. So if I took, if I take the two offices, my Thousand Ox office, we decided to keep everybody on board. So it's, even though we lost some business, we decided that actually now more than ever, our clients need us. So we, um, we kept everybody on board. We worked remote. We realized pretty quickly that a lot of our clients were also working from home, obviously. Um, and we, we reached out to them and just asked them how things were going, if we could help them out and what have you. The Thousand Oaks office, which, like I said, is typically 50-50 in office and manufacturing, it shifted almost completely to manufacturing. So what we're clearly seeing is that um, a lot of typical office professions, uh, CPAs, law officers, um, they basically worked from home and took a standstill in hiring. I'm pretty active in several uh, business networks, and my and in those networks, I'm meeting a lot of clients, a lot of uh, CPAs, and a lot of lawyers. And they all tell me, you know what, actually, I never thought it was possible, but working from home actually improves my productivity. I get more billable hours and I might not need an office as much as I thought I would. And that's clearly reflected in the hiring and the need that we get from those clients. So they're basically waiting how this pandemic will pan out. However, um, the moment companies were allowed to open up again, we saw a tremendous backlog in, um, in need for manufacturing, but particularly warehousing. What we concluded talking to our clients and just, know that, just observing what happens is that a lot of warehouses had a lot of inventory. And because they had to, they had to shut down literally overnight, they were sitting a lot of back orders. So the moment they were allowed to re- or reopen up again, they did so and were desperately find good people. Now, here's the caveat, Brad, is that even though there is a large, on paper, that's a high unemployment. For a lot of people, there, uh, there are different motivations not to go back to work. Some of it is a financial incentive. Some people consider, you know, if I can um, get a little bit higher unemployment, I, I kind of maybe wait it out and see if I go back to work, which is particularly at the lower end of the, uh, the salary range. So let's say minimum wage to $15, $16 an hour. A lot, of, a lot of people just decide to stay home. And a lot of people, of course, are very afraid to go back. So a lot of people decide actively, uh, I don't want to expose myself to potential COVID-19 and I stay home. But- so Don, let's, let's dig into that a little bit. You mentioned unemployment benefits and people, different people's motivation. So the government was, in, in some instances, giving people more money than they would have earned working. So they didn't want to come back. Now, those unemployment benefits have been reduced, but for those low, those on the lower end of the wage scale, it could still be more money than they would make if they were actually employed and, and working. So how do companies actually compete with that? If they, they're on the lower end of the wage scale, how are they going to get people in the door? That is a major struggle. So what we're getting, we're getting a lot of clients that that clearly thought they would easily find staff because there's such a high unemployment and they try themselves. 
either current clients or past clients or new clients and they call us and they tell us, you know, I thought it would be easy and it's super hard to find good people. And there's a, there's a side band, a side thing as well that if, even if they find good people, there's a high turnover. A lot of people are ghosting. They literally just don't show up. It's like, you know, one day they're there, one day they're not there. So there's a very high frustration level amongst our clients about particularly warehouse and manufacturing where as an employee, you can choose where you want to work, basically. So they, they might leave for either just collecting benefits or they might leave for a slightly higher weight somewhere else. And that's when they come to us because they realize, you know what, we need help from a staffing company because it takes a lot more effort, a lot more work to actually find good staff. Yeah, and one very important thing I wanted to note, and we talked a little bit about this on the last episode of Strategic Insights, is that Don and, and the entire Pride staff team has access to compensation data that's, that's near real time. So as a hiring manager, we can supply you with that information and with that data to make educated decisions. So you can look and see exactly how much you need to pay in order to attract that talent. And on the last episode, we shared the example from uh, the Tempe, Arizona market. And by increasing pay rate by $1 an hour, they were able to fill 30 open positions that had been open for weeks before that. Um, Now, you obviously can't do that in every single position, um, and sometimes there's there's small margins and things like that. But Don, you even mentioned some uh, employees are being able to choose the job they want. So companies can highlight and really showcase why they're an employer of choice, why someone would want to work for their organization, what's great about the culture, what's great about the coworkers, what are the fringe benefits. So there's a lot more even beyond pay that you can do to help help yourself and really attract great talent. And by all means, partnering with a specialist that recruits 24-7 can really help too. And and don't want to be too overt in in promoting uh, your staffing services, Dom, but um, it's true. Your team recruits 24-7, don't they? I always tell clients that if you are a middle-sized, let's say, family-owned company and you, you try to find talent on yourself, what do you do? You place an ad or two. And that ad is, you're just being drowned out by anybody else looking for people as well. Where if you're teaming with a staffing company, we have ads and, and, and positions on virtually every platform available. So we have like, almost see that as like, we catch a very wide net for the talent pool. Whereas as a, as a mid-sized business, you only have one or two shots. So we, we do recruit 24-7. I also thought about another another pretty current thing that's happening since a week or two, Brad, is that, um, which, we, which we're sharing with, with our clients as well, is that with schools reopening and childcare virtually non-existing, um, a, lot of, a lot of families struggle to find a way to, to balance that act, right? To how to take care of small kids because they're basically all homeschooling and, and how to work. So we see a, a dramatic shift and a dramatic need to shift, basically shift shifts in the in, in the industry to kind of work around school hours. So especially in manufacturing where there are several shifts a day, there's a day shift and a night shift, we've seen a dramatic increase in, in requests for night shifts from people that have to take care of small kids. Yeah, that's interesting. And partnering with a workforce provider can really help you add some flexibility there. So if, if you 
are an employer and faced with that challenge, reach out to a qualified staffing partner, a workforce partner to help come up with those solutions, to help recruit people that are looking for other shifts, uh, to help uh, support your existing employees so that they can be home and, and take care of family responsibilities and still have employment, but you're not stuck uh, with lost productivity. So there's some some great solutions there. Don, earlier you mentioned in addition to having a challenge recruiting because of increased unemployment benefits, there's this looming fear in some cases. So some employees are fearful of their health or safety in returning back to work. What are some things you've seen either your own company or your uh, clients do to help calm those fears? We're, clear, we're seeing a very clear trend that if, of course, all, by law, you have to have measures in place to avoid COVID-19 at the workplace. So that's the, that's, that's the first thing. But we also have, we have associates that basically, if we have a client who is not taking COVID-19 serious, so that let's say on paper they have a mask policy, but in reality, nobody's wearing a mask. We see a lot of people just refusing jobs. So... I mean, my, my clear indication to a client is take it very serious. I mean, for a lot of people, this is a, a matter of, of life and death, literally. I mean, um, a lot of people it might not be the, the associate themselves, but it might be a family member at home or somebody close that is vulnerable or is immunocompromised. And people don't want to work in an environment that they perceive to be a threat or dangerous. We have one major client, and I want to share that story with you, Brad, is um, they are a manufacturing client, and they uh, their manufacturing plant is a, is almost a campus. Many many smaller buildings, and I think they've done a very smart thing. They 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 took all these buildings and compartmented every building into two or three separate rooms, and basically made sure that every employee only enters that particular room. Why? Because if God forbid there is an outbreak of COVID nineteen, they can completely isolate that particular area and then keep all the rest of the, the manufacturing safe. So there is, I think, also a way, especially if you're a larger manufacturer or a larger warehouse, to, to basically isolate potential COVID-19 cases um, by trying to avoid people moving between buildings, sharing rec rooms, um, sharing restrooms, uh, sharing shuttle buses. Um, and, and if a COVID-19 outbreak is there, it makes it very easy to track and trace who was there and basically isolate a particular group of people. I thought it was a very smart, very smart solution by that particular client. Yeah, I think that's a great solution. And looking at things like um, managing the flow of people in your warehouse, managing staggered shifts, staggered start times, staggered end times, these are all things that can help uh, improve and calm uh, fears of, of your employees. Now, in some cases, fears are rooted in realism. In some cases, they're just emotional fears. Is there anything that you've seen particularly helpful in helping employees, uh, whether internal employees or your clients' employees, deal with that emotional uh, fear or emotion, upticks in emotion? What I tell my clients is uh, be very sensitive to the emotional side of your associate. So, uh, realize that for a lot of a lot of employees and associates, it is not a pure rational fear. It is there's a lot of irrational fear. There's a lot of pe stuff that people simply don't know, and there's a lot of conflicting information out there. What works well works doesn't work. How to how do you get COVID? There's still no there's still no 
coherent story coming from either government or government agencies telling people what is actually the main cause, the main main matter, the main way to transmit COVID-19. And that makes a lot of people fearful. So realize, as I tell my clients, realize that if people are not always consistent in their fear, it is because they hear one story and then maybe, um, uh, let's take an example. Uh, People might be really fearful of touching doorknobs. Then they go around and share a bowl of cookies with everybody. So uh, as an example, where they just hear one thing about doorknobs and that is in the mind and then they don't realize that some other things are true as well. So just be sensitive to that, that people are just worried that there is a general higher stress level amongst the population and people are just more emotional than they normally are. Yeah. And I think just, just be human, understand that everyone processes things differently and be open to that, be open to discussion and don't be quick to judge. And I think if we can put ourselves in other people's shoes, put ourselves in our employees' shoes and understand that they're dealing with a whole host of other things that we may not be aware of, it's going to make us better, more compassionate managers. Don, one thing that I absolutely love about Pride Staff is that you've really, truly embraced technology. And you look for ways to use technology to make a meaningful impact on organizations and on employees. And you have a tool called Pride Staff Connect that you use, and it's really come in handy over the last several months in helping organizations see what's happening uh, with their temporary staff. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about Pride Staff Connect and how you're using it in the market and how it's helping both candidates and employers. Well, everybody probably heard the same statistics that... um especially with a younger population, that uh, the text messages are the number one way to communicate. I mean, every, every parent who has teenagers knows the story where you try to leave a voicemail and they never open a voicemail. PriceF Connect basically is a, a text-based platform that allows us to have literally built an intimate connection with our associates. And to give you, give you kind of a flavor how it works. So even before somebody uh, is sent out to a client, they, they, will get, they will get a text message that, that kind of explains what the client is. Where is the client? What's the dress code? Uh, they will remind people to, to, when they should show up, who to ask for. And then at the first day, we're going to ask them, hey, how was your, how was your first day? Uh, and when they get their first paycheck, hey, how was your first paycheck? The beauty is this, uh, this is highly personalized. So the recruiter that worked with this particular employee, um, the, the text message is sent in name of that recruiter. It also allows us, that's particularly relevant for the pandemic, it gives us a almost like a hotline to every single employee. So if we have worries about there's a spike in COVID, we can just we can just push out a we can push out a message to a very select group of people and ask if they have a cold or a fever or if they have a sore throat or uh, etc. The other thing is that what we're seeing is that coming from the employee, they see that such a natural, logical way to communicate with us that if they have any question if it is like where do i send my time card my car broke down uh, my mother is ill should i go to work they use this platform to connect with us all my years of experience in staffing i've never seen a tool like price Staff connect that built this intimacy with a with a with a candidate and, a, and an associate it is truly it's it's as if you're talking and for both ways for us it allows us to have almost like a hotline to our candidate and our, an associate 
and vice versa for the associate, they, they consider it to be um, for whatever, ask whatever question I have, I can get hold of my recruiter and I get an immediate answer. That's terrific. And for the end employer, they get employees that show up prepared, as you mentioned. So employees that you're sending out to your clients know what the dress code is. They know who they're supposed to report to. They know what's expected of them. They know how to get to the office. They know what their start time is. Um, this helps reduce no-shows. And let me add to that because one, there's one important thing I've almost forgot to, to say is that we always tell our clients that we can coach and help and mentor our associates. So typically in an employer-employee relation, there isn't enough communication. So if things go wrong, it is too late. You have to let them go. Uh, this is an amazing tool where if people have some little things, we can pick up on it. So if people say, let's say, let's say as an example, we have a heat wave coming here in LA. They might text us via Price Def Connect. You know what? It's really warm in here and I have a headache. Or I, I thought I could do this from my home to this location, but I noticed with traffic, I'm always five minutes late. Or um, So they can give, they can give little, little bits of information which can help us to coach either the client or the candidate um, on, on improvement. So it helps us, it helps, and therefore it helps the client to avoid a lot of um, drop-offs and no-call, no-shows. And it helps you solve a bunch of problems before they even become problems, before they even impact productivity and uh, profitability. Don, I know this episode is all about retaining your top performers, but given the current climate right now, it's, it's a near certainty that every company out there is going to be hit with some level of turnover. What should companies do ahead of time to be a little bit proactive? Like you said, I think it means start with the fact that it's going to happen, right? If you're working with a staffing company, we can typically plan with you. If you have a close relation with a staffing company, they can be on the lookout for good talent. So they can almost be a talent scout for people that might be perfect fit. And, and I think every staffing company and every recruiter knows this feeling. They get, a, they get a new candidate through the door and they immediately think, oh, this is a perfect candidate for company XYZ. And if you have that relation with a staffing company, you can almost create a, a pipeline of new talent that is, uh, even if you don't have space for talent, you might have the discussion, you know what, we have Johnny here and Johnny is a great, great uh, candidate for your company. And the company might say, you know, I have no place now, but uh, you know, this and this might happen or we have this and this in the plans. As an advice to clients, it is hard to anticipate turnover in general. Uh, and again, it comes to a lot of, in these in this hard times, it is a lot of, um, uh, I think, emotional anticipation uh, be be very be very alert to kind of early signs of people being stressed out or burned out be a lot more tolerant with uh, let's say people working from home we're, we're getting tons of clients especially in the office space that are completely rediscovering working from home and hybrid hybrid kind of uh, situation where people are allowed to work let's say two days from home three days in the office which was absolutely not done th- like it wasn't done in the past and now it's now it's very common and then, you know, it isn't always about money. I mean, people tend to think that to avoid turnover, we have to pay more. Salary is always a factor. But I think now it is more and more and more than ever, it's important to create a workspace which is uh, welcoming, uh, it's, it's understanding, it's tolerant, offers perspective, it offers security. Uh, think of benefit plans that people are looking for. 
So there's a lot of non-monetary things you can offer as a client, especially in this uncertain times where uh, employees will really appreciate any effort you put in. Don, I want to thank you so much for your time today. You shared some amazing insight, both from your own perspective and from that of your clients. And uh, they're going through a lot of the things that our listeners are. So I hope everyone listening today got some great value and some great takeaway. Don, any closing words of wisdom for the people listening? <laughs> I didn't prepare this one, but it is, I, mean, it is, it is, I, t- I tell everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. And this will pass and we will get out of it stronger than we started. Again, Don, thank you so much for your time. For everyone listening, please be sure to visit pridestaff.com. We have a great collection of resources there. We have a guide to reopening. The blog and resource section on the website offers some amazing tips to help you overcome all of these workforce challenges and be sure to listen to upcoming episodes of Pride Staff Insights. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Strategic Insights brought to you by Pride Staff. Whether you're looking for high-level workforce consulting or staffing help to meet demands, Pride Staff is here to help.